Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to the That Dog Training Show with Tanya Yarbrough, and that's me. And this is where we talk about the dogs we love and the stupid human behaviors we don't, also known as shubs. So um, this week, I just wanted to let you know that there is the Pack Leadership Seminar, uh, Pack Leadership 101 Seminar at uh, Echo Park in California. So if you're local, uh, you might be able to squeeze in and get that one. It's a longest running, as far as I know, of one woman show about dogs because Caesar Milan doesn't count as a woman, usually, um, for three hours. Usually it's funny. Sometimes you'll cry. Sometimes you'll just feel better about yourself. Or maybe not, but you'll learn a lot. So anyway, it's this Sunday, 6 to 9 in Echo Park at Blue Collar Working Dog. Check out bluecollarworkingdog.com. And going on with the actual show, some of you saw on my Facebook page, That Dog Training Show with Tanya Yarbrough, I announced today that today's topic is Don't Text and Walk. Yep, that's right. That doesn't just apply to driving. And I'm not talking about those all those lovely YouTube videos where you see people fall into fountains and such things. Um, I'm talking about dog walking. Uh, walking with your dog. Don't text and walk. Basically, it comes down to this. The dog walk needs your attention, not distraction. This is super, super important for a lot of reasons. Safety reasons, but mostly for your dog's sense of safety for they, so they feel secure. Now, I'm going to tell you a little story. I'm going to tell on myself about how I failed in this. And normally, I, know, I should know better. And normally, I do better. But on this day, I did not. So I had four dogs to walk, only one of which was mine. The other three were slightly dog aggressive and not as well trained. But, you know, when you get them all together in my company or somebody, maybe like yourself, who actually knows what they're doing, they'll, they'll behave themselves. Well, I got a phone call. I usually take my phone with me, but I generally don't answer it. Um, got a phone call because a friend of mine had just, her baby just came out of the hospital with, you know, heart problems, blah, blah, blah. So I felt obligated to take the call and she stressed out, of course. And uh, so I'm walking the dogs while I'm on the phone, and this was a really bad idea. Because within minutes of starting to talk on the phone, the dogs started acting out. And I was constantly having to correct them with a leash, etc., etc., and of course it just escalated. Well, not only did I distract myself with the phone, but I also desperately needed to go to the bank deposit money, blah, 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 blah. So, you know, I'm multitasking like a crazy Los Angeles person, as usual. And I'm inside the bank, but just like in front of the, you know, it's like the, the pre-lobby area where the ATM is. And so I've got the dogs in there, and there's this one woman who's already at the ATM machine, so I'm just waiting for them, talking on the phone. And this lady decides that she's going to bend over and say, Hello! to Rambo. And if you all know Rambo, Rambo is not so happy with the please bend over me and look like you're dominating me because I'm afraid of people. And that always makes me feel better. That's my dog. So he freaked out and he actually barked at her. I corrected him with a leash. Meanwhile, I'm still on the damn phone, right? She turns around and looks at me like, because he yelped, of course, because he was wound up. And I'm going to address that today as well. But um, so she turns around to me and, of course, with the usual, you know, decision that, I, of course, I was being abusive. I was like, I explained to her that he's afraid of people and that was inappropriate. So I corrected her. So she turns says to me, you made him bark at me, which 
then caused me, not that I couldn't help it, but I let myself go there and I started actually going into a tirade. What the F blah blah blah. This is not my normal thing, but you realize I had spent like 20 minutes distracted on the phone, correcting the dogs, things were escalating, and of course now I'm escalating with this stranger who's clearly an idiot. This is a shub's move, big time. And she's, you know, addressing a dog that's barely holding himself together and of course blaming me for barking. I'm getting so tirade mad and I'm talking loud on the phone that they actually closed the doors to the actual business, to the <laughs> bank, because they didn't want to hear me... Uh, cursing. So I'm in an ass of myself. And in retrospect, the woman was partially right. I did make Rambo bark. Why? Why was she right? Well, here's why. She thought it was because I'm some evil woman, which sometimes I am, but not that moment. It was because I was distracted which led my dogs, including my own, but also other people's dogs I was walking, feel insecure, which escalated to the point where do my dog, at the moment of a more insecure situation, i.e. someone bending over and making googly eyes and high-pitched noises at my dog, who's afraid of people, he lost it and barked. Because clearly I wasn't on duty. So in that sense, that snotty woman was right, unfortunately. So, this is where I want to talk about this. Don't text and walk your dog. Don't talk on the phone and walk your dog. And here's where I made the mistake, but I also see a lot of other people make this mistake. Maybe you do, but you're at home or you're in the car, so you don't have to raise your hand and out yourself right now. But here's the deal. Let me talk about the nature of the walk for dogs. It's a reconnaissance mission. Reconnaissance which implies you don't make a big scene out of yourself and you're collecting information and it has to do with covering some ground. All of things, these things apply to dogs walking in a pack, whether a human being is involved or not. So if you don't have the same attitude, you're not in connection with the actual walk with your dog and your dog will know it, okay? First of all, recon mission. That means somebody's in charge of this mission. It should be you. You should be in charge. But if you're talking on the phone, you're clearly not in charge. Now, what are you in charge of on the recon mission? Two major categories. Protect the pack, right? Which includes not making a big scene out of yourself so that other people find out where you are and what you're doing or other dogs in the dog's world. So the other part is to initiate the investigation of the environment. And why I say initiate is because you're the one supposed to be deciding what you're going to check out and what you're going to leave alone. It shouldn't be your dog deciding this. It should be you saying, yeah, I see that squirrel, but it's too skinny. We're going to move on and get on to the next one. Which leads me to this. Your dog thinks you're a dog. You're an odd-looking dog, but you're a dog. So they think that you perceive the world the way they do. They think that you smell everything as well as they do. That you hear as well as they do. That you care about the things that they care about. We don't. But we lie to our dogs for the rest of our life for their betterment. Here's the deal. 
They think you want to find the squirrels or the other dogs or the other territories. In reality, we really don't care. We just want them to not pee and poop in our house and we want them to get a little exercise. That's actually the baseline for us, but that's very selfish. That's not how they see it. So if this is a recon mission in their mind, and you're supposed to A, protect the pack, and B, initiate the investigation of the environment, if you are distracted, you are not capable of doing either one of those things. You're not paying attention to the environment. You're not paying attention to what you're supposedly smelling and what you're supposedly hearing, and you're not making any decisions based on what's in the environment. The dogs pick up about this very quickly. Why? They're built that way. It's about survival. If the leader's not paying attention to some rustling in the bushes, somebody might be in trouble. Either we lose food or we might get hurt. So this is where it comes down to. If you're distracted on the phone or distracted talking to your friend, etc., they know this. They're going to start acting out. That's because they now have to be in charge of those two categories, protect the pack and initiate the investigation of the environment. So in the case of Rambo, he thought I wasn't on top of it or paying attention because clearly I was distracted for a while. And so he had to take his stance in the moment that someone leaned over in his space, made googly eyes and high-pitched noises. All right? So in that sense, I did make Rambo bark at her, but she deserved it. So anyway, the deal is... That if you want your dog to feel safe in the environment, you have to be paying attention to what's going on in the environment, even though you don't really care about the squirrels. You have to pretend like you do. For instance, you need to address every time your dog is excited. It doesn't have to be negative or positive, but you need to address it either by verbally or you tap the dog a little bit, just a little bump, like, hey, I gotcha, or you give a little leash correction to kind of snap them out of their excitement, just a little tiny tap, double tap to let them know, hey, 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 I got it, even though you have no idea why they're excited. It could be a Maltese barking their head off on the third floor, two apartments back. And you can't hear it, but they think you can. So, you don't address every little bit of excitement, the pieces of information, i.e. that your G.I. Joe or your G.I. Jane on this recon mission is trying to give you. Because you, the captain, are supposed to be paying attention to that and making decisions about it. So if you're not responding to their stimulation, their excitement, they know you're not on top of it. And now they know they have to take things into their own hands. There it is. So, if you're going to take a walk, you got to have the attitude of the dog, right? Now, for those of you who have dogs with dog aggression or fear of the environment, like my dog Rambo, he's fine with other dogs. He just thinks every leaf is going to crush him from every tree that might possibly fall on him. So, I have to let him know that I got this. I got the leaves. He's not going to get crushed. He's going to be fine. And if it does fall on him, it was exciting and good times, and we're going to have fun with it. So either way, whether it's anxiety out of fear and phobias or lack of socialization, etc., or you actually have the, the fear and anxiety has progressed to preemptive aggression on your dog's part, it will never 
ever get better if you keep talking to your friend or you stop and talk to your neighbors or you're sitting there on the phone texting or calling blah 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 because now you've reinforced with your dog that you are not on top of your shit and you are completely useless and they have to take care of everything and they're not equipped for that and they're certainly in a bad state of mind to even actually try. So you cause your dog to act out, i.e., I made my dog Rambo bark at that lady, but she deserved it. So, when it comes to the world that you're in when it comes on the walk, see, it's so easy for us to go out and we're just trying to get the utility done. Pee and poop outside, exercise, I got to rush to work, I got stuff to do, oh yeah, I forgot to email this person, blah, 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 blah. So there's several things that you can do to kind of help yourself not go that direction and to change your mindset. And by the way, this is true for kids as well, like human kids, because I know some of you think your dogs are your kids, but I've never given birth to a dog before, so or a child for that matter. But anyway, so the deal is, is that even children get this, like my sister-in-law, who has several children because they just have the constitution to do it, and that was their plan. But I think it took about the fourth child before she believed me and her whoever else that every time she was on the phone and her kids started screaming, it wasn't actually a tragedy. Because there's nothing wrong with them. Kids just start screaming when mom's distracted. Oh, she's on the phone. Oh my gosh, we're going to start getting in fights. and We're going to start screaming and yelling. We're going to go, Mommy, 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 what? Nothing. Mommy, 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 what? Nothing. I'm trying to talk to you at Tanya. Mommy, Mommy, Mommy. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. Kids do it too. Pain in the ass. Eventually they grow out of it if you do it right. But with dogs, what happens is they start getting more, more insecure. So it's, it's instinct. The kids aren't doing it on purpose. It's just instinct. Little babies just pick up on that when they're not getting attention from mom, when mom's being distracted. So that's why you like hold a baby and you tap it or you, you massage it, making the baby, reassure the baby that you're still paying attention to it while you talk to your friend. Just a little tip there. Now back to the tips for our dogs, because that's what this is a dog show. Um, so Here's how you can change your attitude. First of all, when you're about to step out there, I know a lot of you say this and I do it too, where you go, you want to go for a walk, da, 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 and you got the leash in your hand, your dog's going crazy, blah, 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 blah. Okay, why don't we do this? Before you step out, put that leash on the dog, calm down, relax, get your dog to focus on you and not charge the door. And I want you, if you have to say it out loud, then you say it. But you go, let's take over the neighborhood. Just by saying that, let's go take over the neighborhood. By saying that, you smell like you're captain of the recon mission. Because that's what it's about. And now you're setting up hormonally and emotionally and psychologically the exact thing you want your dog to think you're paying attention to. And, you know, like I said, we're going to lie to our dogs and make them feel better. We're going to get them a gift that we don't really care for, but it makes them happy. That's how we deal with humans. This is how we deal with dogs. So... Just put yourself in that mindset. Get them focused on you before you open that door. And just, if you have to say it out loud, which I've done for years with the previous dogs I've owned, let's take over the neighborhood. Boom. Your chest gets lifted. You're all in a, in a much different state of mind. You're all about the recon mission. Just by saying that. So start with that, where you just set up your situation. Um, 
I want you also, this is your second tip, walk down the street like you own the universe. And in a sense, to your dog, you do. And in a sense, in the real world, you do. You pay the rent and mortgage, right? You pay for the vet bills. You pay for the food, even if it says dog food. You pay for everything. You work your butt off going on the hunt, killing a deer and bringing it back in some plastic bags or some things that says Ralph's, whatever the situation is. But you're the one who owns the universe. And not only that, you are in charge of everything. Ultimately, you would protect your dog if a leaf came crushing your dog on the head, right? Like, that's just the way it is. So walk down the street like you are going to protect your dog. Walk with that intent of you are going to protect the pack and you are in charge of everything. Every leaf, every tree, every trash truck that goes by, every person, every dog. It's like a sting song, you know? Just... Everything has got its charge. Or if you want to go deeper than Sting with previous than Sting, it's St. Thomas Aquinas who said there was an angel in charge of everything in the universe. Well, you're a part of that. So as far as your dog is concerned, you own that universe and you are going to protect the pack. Period. End of story. Carry yourself that way throughout the walk. Be aware of things. Be be responding to this environment that's out there that you actually own as far as your dog's concerned. Now, third thing, respond to your dog's anxiety and excitement, which I already mentioned. It's information that your G.I. Joe, your G.I. Jane, they're going to tell you if there's a dog coming around that corner that you can't see just by the way they act. You may not know it's a dog until you turn the corner, but you've got to respond to the fact that they're starting to walk like Pepe Le Pew and they're getting all excited. So if you don't, they think you're not on top of it. And then they're going to just amp up into explosion. Or bark at a lady that leans over and says, Hi, puppy, puppy. And then, you know, all that stuff. So there's two ways to respond to your dog's excitement. Preemptive. If you see someone coming down the street towards you or coming from, or you hear them from behind you, you're going to talk to your dog. Heal, good, heal. I mean, you give them a job. Remind them what their job is while they're distracted. That's what I call coaching them through the deep end of the pool. I don't know why they do that. They teach kids, us kids how to swim if you ever had swimming lessons. And you're always at the shallow end of the pool. And on graduation day when your parents show up, that's when they just throw you on the deep end of the pool where you've never been before in your damn life. And, and all of a sudden you're supposed to act normal, right? So then they just go, keep kicking, keep breathing, you're doing good, keep moving your arms, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and you basically the same skill set you had before, but now you're in like complete distraction world like the dog is. So coach your dog through the deep end of the pool. Heal, good, heal, good, good job, good. Ah, uh -uh, don't do that, good, heal, good, good. Be preemptive. Respond to your dog. Communicate to your dog more if you know it's going to be more stressful for them to get by, even if it's a positive stress, even if they're like, oh my God, and it's an ice cream truck, you know, whatever. So the second way is corrective. Double tap on the leash. Give them a little, you know, a nudge. Tell them, ah, ah, when they start getting overreactive. Correct the situation. Snap them out of their frame of mind and refocus them back onto the job. Heal. Good. So you got those two options. Preferably preemptive, but definitely correct when they start, like, screwing up. And that's a good when they get better. This way your dog knows you're on top of things. And then slowly but surely, with that consistency, they'll stop being reactive. Now, can you do that shit when you're on the phone? Hell no. No, you can't. So don't do it. 
bring your phone for emergencies, but not for socialization. That's all I got to say. So, you know, when it comes to walking your dog, it is an action that is really requiring the partnership between the two of you. So you need to take it seriously like that because that's how your dog sees it. And then you'll find out you'll actually enjoy your walks with your dog more. Not only will they get better if they have issues, but it'll actually be not just some sort of lazy, mind-numbing, you know, get-it-over-with situation. It's actually exciting. It's an adventure right in your own neighborhood without you paying any extra money to go anywhere. Right there. Let's take over the neighborhood. I own the universe. Let's do this together. I'll remind you what you have to do. I'll tell you exactly where you're supposed to go pee and poop. And, ah, good job. You did it in 12 seconds. Good job. Let's keep going. Let's try to find another spot to mark on my command. Good job. You peed over there for me, too. You're an awesome dog. See, very simple, right? You can easily get them to please you. And then they feel so confident and so happy about it. So don't text and walk your dog. Pay attention. It's important for them for their safety and their psychology. Now, I've changed things up a little bit. I'm going to give you the shoves of the week for the for the end of the show just to give you something to go, oh my. And remember, I want you guys to share your stories with me. So that dog training show at gmail.com or on the Facebook page, that dog training show with Tanya Yarbrough. You can write it there and I will share your stories for you. Just let, I'll let me know if you want to have your full name, you know, listed on the show. Anyway, Shubs of the week. This actually involves the boyfriend. Whoops, the man. He was walking Rambo ahead of me, and I was dealing with the mini Australian Shepherd. It was late at night. It wasn't late. It just felt late. It was dark as heck. And, uh, of course, the mini Aussie, her favorite thing to do when she's excited is to scream. Some dogs just pant. Some dogs uh, pee on themselves. Some dogs bark. She screams like you're gutting her. And so uh, it's kind of a pain because... Immediately, everybody thinks that if they hear a dog scream, you must be abusing that dog, which is not really true. You see, dogs like to manipulate each other. They'll shake and look all pathetic to, to beg for food. It's a tactic. And screaming or nipping is oftentimes a tactic to get you to give them what they want, whatever it is. It's not just to get away. It's sometimes because they want to be pet by someone or they want to steal something off the floor that's not theirs or they shouldn't eat or what have you. So this dog loves to scream her bloody head off. So the boyfriend, the man, was walking Rambo and he was like half a block ahead of me because, of course, I had to keep stopping or turning or what have you because Spaz Monkey kept screaming and charging. And... um so this woman comes bolting out of the building. It's on the block that I usually walk the dogs on. And she starts going, who's, who's doing something to the dog to make it scream? Blah, blah, blah. And of course, there's my boyfriend right there going. And he stopped. And he says, the first thing he thought of, and I'm sure some of you felt it, he was angry. Because <laughs> he knows how hard I'm working with this dog and how much of a pain in the ass she is. <laughs> Which is why I'm working with the dog. And... Uh, and, of course, he's like, okay, i got to be calm. i got to be chill. So he explains to her that she's just, you know, very hyper and she screams a lot to get what she wants and et cetera. And, of course, she doesn't believe it. Because why? Especially in Los Angeles, if you hear dogs scream or yelp or what have you, just like the lady in, in the bank who, you know, 
blame me for Rambo barking at her just because she was embarrassed or upset that I got him to yelp after I corrected him. Um, you know, automatically you're abusing the dog. You know, the dog would be fine. We would just be best friends if you just let it whatever have, have you know, whatever it wants and never, like, protest. Then, it, you, then you're not abusing the dog. Well, he tried to explain to her the dog's just got some issues and I'm a professional trainer and of course by that time I'm walking up there and she's got the look of death on her face like, I don't believe you. I know you're abusing that dog. Well, here's something very interesting that she said, which, you know, further proves to me that she's acting emotionally instead of logically. Here's what she said. I hear that dog screaming every time it's just that dog. Every time I hear it, it's just that dog crying. And we'd already explained that I had I train dogs all the time. I'm walking dogs past the, that building all the time, multiple dogs. And so, if I was, it was my techniques. If I was abusing dogs, would it not be all the dogs screaming every time I walk by that dog, that house? No, obviously it didn't happen that way. It's just that dog. So yes, this dog likes to scream. My dog likes to pee on himself when he's scared or upset or excited. This dog just screams her bloody head off like you're gutting her alive. So, because it worked for her for a couple weeks with her owner. So it's set in her system and they tend to be very vocal. So here we have, once again, a human being throwing their emotional issues onto the situation instead of using logic or giving anyone the benefit of the doubt. And those of you who've ever had to try to train your dog and your dog's acting like a jackass and flipping out and you have to like control the situation so they don't hurt themselves or anybody else, you know what it feels like, don't you? That they just blame you immediately, accuse you immediately of abusing the dog because the dog is making a horrific noise. Because it usually works on people like that. They get away with it. So, that's the shubs of the week. It's always that dog screaming. It's always that dog. Yes, lady, because that dog particularly likes to scream. There you have it. So, good luck to you all, my students who've had to deal with all that. Keep up the tough battle of like standing up to people who are putting all kinds of crazy judgments on you without giving you the benefit of the doubt. Don't take it personally. It's just a shubs. All right. Until next week when I come up with something else to tell you about shubs work or somebody gives me a nice good story. Hint, hint. Wink, wink. Nod, nod. Um, Until then, make sure in the dog world, it's to love is to serve. So give your dog little ways every day to serve you and make sure that you, in return, serve them well. Talk to you next week. I just want